This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on all things silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Who- Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests. Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby. A Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SB Nation, part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Hello there, Raider Nation, and let's go. Welcome to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SB Nation, and make sure you are subscribing to the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Week three is upon us, and it's a big one for both teams, the Raiders and the Tennessee Titans, both looking to avoid an 0-3 start. And I'm going to throw this stat out to you right away at the beginning of the show to let you know how important this game is. Since 1980, only six teams have started out 0-3 and made the playoffs. So I I hate to use the term must-win, It's only week three. I know it's early, but analytics show us that it's a tough mountain to climb should you start out 0-3. This is the preview show, so of course we will get into the matchup with the Tennessee Titans. They were embarrassed on Monday night. Uh, It's a shorter week for them, and it's a problem for them because they are dealing with some injuries to one of their key offensive linemen, Taylor Luan. Uh, they have some corners that are banged up. So the injury report is something you will want to keep your eye on as we move a little bit closer to Sunday. We will talk matchups and keys to the game uh, this evening as well. And then in segment two, we're going to chat with Titans beat writer Terry McCormick. He's publisher of the TitansInsider.com, and Terry knows his team very well as he has been covering the team on the beat since 1997. So I'm really looking forward to that conversation and learning a little bit more about the, this Titans team. So that is your rundown for this week. Let's get it started now with some quick news. The Raiders did make a a trade for new offensive linemen. They they made a trade with the the Patriots. Justin Huron is the player they brought in. Huron spent a couple of seasons in New England uh, with McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. He made 11 starts uh, during that time. He's played both tackle positions, right and left tackle. Started in in the Patriots playoff game last season versus Buffalo. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if this is a guy who's going to step right in and, and, and start for this team, uh, but definitely could develop into that. I think that's probably what the plan is. Um, I, I think what this move signals is that the coaching staff still is not satisfied with, 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 with uh, what they have seen from the, the right tackles they currently have on the roster. And, and this is a move that we have expected to happen for some time now. Um, one thing that is obvious is that uh, I believe Haran, you know, has, uh, you know, he's familiar with McDaniel's in, in this system. He's been coached by Carmen Brasilio and McDaniel's last year, so he shouldn't need a whole lot of time to get up to speed. So we could see him a lot sooner than than later. 
Uh, Josh McDaniels, head coach Josh McDaniels, did meet with the uh, media this week. I want to play a little bit of audio from um, his press conference this week when he spoke about the new Raiders right tackle. Uh, Justin Haran is a guy that I'm familiar with. Just a, an opportunity that, you know, presented. Uh, Dave, you know, talks to a, a number of people, obviously, and uh, was just presented to us in the last 24 hours or so. And um, a guy that we have some familiarity with, uh, has played tackle in games, plenty of games, and, um, you know, so has some versatility, um, young player that's continuing to develop. So, uh, you know, it's a position, obviously, that's important to every team in the National Football League. And um, if you feel like you can upgrade your, you know, your your depth, uh, you know, at that position, um, it's one of those ones where you got to think about it. So um, we'll just, you know, let him come in here and compete and, you know, uh, uh, acclimate to to what we're doing and then you know see where it goes but no expectations other than just you know adding a player that we are familiar with that feel like has some upside and um you know look looking forward to develop him so they heard some thoughts from the coach and, and to me if anything this just muddies the waters a little bit more at tackle yes he does add some depth but they were already rotating two guys Illuminor and, and Munford now you throw Heron Heron into the mix and uh you know personally I would like to see them you know one of these guys take command of the job and and you know, let the coaches pick one and stick with one for a moment. McDaniels was also asked about that during his press conference, if this rotation would continue. Let's hear what he had to say about that. Um, you know, if it, if it, if it's clear that, uh, it's definitely better to go one way or the other, then I think he would do that. Um, you know, I think that sometimes when you say that there's like this imaginary date at the end of training camp where you have to stop everything and say, Hey, we're done competing. Um, I think you do yourself a disservice and you do some of the players a disservice because, you know, we still compete in practice. Um, we're still competing, you know, you know to, to, uh, to earn the opportunity to go out there and play winning football for our team. So um, I think all those guys that have rolled in there have certainly earned it. It wasn't just given to them. And, um, you know, we'll continue to evaluate that and stress the competition as we go forward. So pretty much non-committal there uh, from from those comments, but it, it does sound like it, it the rotation is going to continue. And again, personally, I I think it's a mistake. I, I've never seen anything like this at the NFL level. Five starters need to play together to develop a chemistry, a trust with each other. A, you know, the communication is such a hard, uh, crucial point part of playing the offensive line. And 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 the more time that they have together in those games the better they will be. So, But it does look like we're going to continue to see that rotation at the tackle position. Anyways, uh, that was really the only notable news from this week. Uh, so now I want to move on to the next topic, which, of course, is the game. I said it on the recap show, guys, the other day, uh, those of you who, who tuned in. Um, this is going to be a huge gut check for the Raiders early in the season. Um, and I hate to use cliches, but in this case, it's, it's very accurate. You heard the stat at the top of the show. Very rare that a team that is 0-3 makes the playoffs. And, and when you play in the division that the Raiders do this year with all that talent, it, it's going to make it even more unlikely. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not afraid to call it what it is this week. This is a must-win game. And, and, and I know that sounds crazy. It's only week three, but the Raiders absolutely need this game. Uh, the last time the Raiders traveled to Tennessee was in the 2017 season. You guys may all recall that. Um, they came out with a 26-16 win, and, and you might also recall that was the Todd uh, Downing era. He was in his first year as the 
OC for the Raiders. And ironically enough, he is now the coordinator for the Titans and the, the Tennessee fans are, have been voicing their uh, displeasure and frustrations with Downing this season as they have gotten off to a slow start offensively. But, you know, this is going to be an absolute battle. I do I do believe that. Keep in mind, both of these teams were in the playoffs a year ago. Um, the Titans were the number one seed. And, and you better believe players from both teams are well aware of, of, of the odds of an 0-3 team making the playoffs. They are well aware of that. So they're going to be playing hard this week. I expect a very, very competitive game. Um, Tennessee, you know, they've had some issues on both sides of the ball this year. I'm going to start with their offense. We all know it goes through Derrick Henry. He's their bread and butter. He's one of the top backs in the league. But he has not looked as explosive this year. I, I watched that Buffalo game and, you know, he didn't get a ton of opportunities because they were playing from behind. But, um, you know, he dealt with that that foot fracture last year. He did return late in the year. And he just has not been able to get it going yet this year. Only 107 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. That's 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 not good for him. And he is their identity. And, and my gut tells me that with their backs up against the wall, knowing that they need a win badly, they are, they are going to lean on Henry and, and, and get him the rock, that's for sure. I won't be surprised to see 25, 30 carries for him as long as the flow of the game um, allows for them to do that. If, of course, if they're playing from behind, then they may not be able to get him the ball that much, which would be you know, one of the recipes for the Raiders is that they want to get up early in this game to kind of negate uh, what Henry can do for this offense. Now, their passing game um, has taken a big hit since they traded away A.J. Brown um, to the Eagles on, on draft night. Traylon Burks, they brought in, him in through the draft uh, to replace some of that production. And I know a lot of Raider fans were in love with Burks during the, the draft season um, prior to the trade for Devontae Adams. I didn't necessarily sh- share some of those same opinions that a lot of Raider fans did with Burks. Um, but anyhow, you know, he, he is their number one guy uh, from what I have gathered. And, um, you know, I'm just not sure that he's ready for that role. And, you know, they did add... Um, a veteran uh, in the offseason, Robert Woods, who who I coming off a torn ACL last year. And, you know, outside of that, there, there's just really just a bunch of guys at receiver for, for the Titans. I don't see anyone in that group that should strike fear into a secondary or a defensive coordinator. Um, just, just, and you know what? And despite what I have felt was a weakness for the Raiders going into the season, that secondary – They've actually held up pretty well. I've actually been pretty um, pleased with what I've seen from from the secondary. You know, even when they were dealing with some injuries last week, um, I thought they held up well. So this is a game that I, I think, you know, the Raiders' defense and the secondary should be able to contain the Titans' passing game and, and really limit their production. As far as Ryan Tannehill uh, is concerned, you know, I've never really been a big fan of him. Um, unlike some of the other quarterbacks in the league, Tannehill is not one of those quarterbacks that I think can overcome a lot of deficiencies, like a weak offensive line, uh, like not having a, a, a you know top end receiver to, to get the ball to. We saw Kyler Murray a week ago overcome those sort of things. I don't think we can see Tannehill, you know, have that same sort of impact on the game. He's a mobile guy, yes, he can use his legs to pick up first downs. I think that could be an issue here if the Raiders can't contain him, but but not nearly the athlete uh, of Kyler Murray. 
and then I'll end my uh, discussion here on the uh, on, with the offense on the offensive line. And and you know I did some research on Pro Football Focus. They are rated as the worst pass blocking team according to uh, Pro Football Focus. But on the flip side of that, they are ranked as the the third best run blocking team also according to Pro Football Focus. They have allowed 18 pressures. Um, on the year um, tackle Dennis Daly leads the team with six and, and, and Daly was the guy who replaced Taylor Lewan last week against Buffalo when he left the game very early on uh, I think it was in the first quarter of that game and he did not return and has not practiced yet this week listed as a DNP both Wednesday and Thursday he's their best offensive line he is their left tackle he protects Tanny Hill's blind side so um, whoever it may be that is rushing over Dennis Daly must have themselves a day must have themselves a day and I will uh, get to that a little bit more in my keys to the game Um, jumping over to the Titans defense they have really shown that they are vulnerable both against the run and the pass it all depends on which tape you pop in in week one Saquon Barkley and the Giants ran all over them 238 yards as a team Um, and then in week two Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were the story Allen threw for over, over 300 yards Four touchdown passes and digs uh, was was the big recipient of those 12 catches, 148 yards, and three touchdowns. So you know they have some issues on the back end of the defense. They they their top cornerback Christian Fulton, a guy I really liked coming out of LSU a couple years ago. He did not play last week. Uh, he's been limited this week in practice, so uh, it does seem as if he is trending to play. Uh, but there's a lot of youth and inexperience. In this, in the Titan secondary, and and you know, I went back and was looking. Uh, Fulton was was a second round draft pick in, in 2020. Then they took Caleb uh, Fairley um, out of Virginia Tech in in 2021 in the first round, and then it was Roger McCreary this year in, in the second round. So they've drafted three cornerbacks in the last three draft classes. So they've invested a lot of draft capital to the position, but there's just a lot of youth there. Um, and another big part of the Titans defense that they might be without uh, on Sunday is Bud Dupree, defensive end. Um, they already lost Harold Landry uh, for the year. He tore his ACL uh, this summer. He led them in sacks last year with 12. So that's a big part of their team that's not there. Um, but Dupree is their next, be- next, uh, excuse me, next best option. And he also left Monday night's game uh, with a hip injury. He did not practice yet this week. So... I do think the Raiders offense will be able to take full advantage of, of a Titans defense that is less than 100%. Uh, I, I do like Jeffrey Sim- Simmons. He's a stud inside, and I'm really interested to see how the Raiders' interior part of the offensive line deals deals with him. Um, but that is my review of, of the Tennessee Titans. This is not the same team that we have seen in the last couple of years. It's really hard to believe when you watch this team the first two weeks of the season that this team was, you know, uh, in the AFC title game in 2019. They've made the playoffs every year since. They were the number one seed in the AFC um, last year. J- definitely not the same team, but but still a dangerous team. They're wounded and they're dangerous right now. So um, that is my rundown. But we have now reached the point of segment one where I want to give you my keys to the game, starting with key number one. I just mentioned the youth in the secondary for the Titans. Christian Fulton, uh, limited in practice this week, may not be at 100%. I think Derek Carr goes back to old faithful in this one. His buddy, Devontae Adams. The Raiders desperately need a win, 
and Adams is the best player on the team. So I fully expect him to be the focal point this week on offense. I expect him to see plenty of work. I'm talking 10 to 12 targets uh, this week. Put some pressure on these young secondary out there and, and really test them early in the game and see if they're going to be able to keep up with a lot of these weapons for the Raiders. More importantly, um, when it comes to the offense overall, though, I, I just want to see the Raiders really develop some more consistency, right? I think that's what we're all looking for is establish the identity this week. Let's find out what this offense is all about. And also, I want to see them protect the football. There's been way too many turnovers uh, to, to start the season. So uh, that's my first key. Key number two, and this might sound a little bit basic, but I, I want to see, I think the Raiders need to make the Titans offense one-dimensional. And, and, and that means go all out to stop the run all out to stop the run. You know Todd Downing wants to make uh, make an effort to get his, his bell cow the back. I'm talking about that all-pro running back, Derrick Henry. Make someone else beat you. Make Ryan Tannehill beat you. I just told you that I don't think he's the type of quarterback that is capable of, of you know, overcoming deficiencies. Take his running game away. Make him beat you with his arm. Um, let, let's see if he has the weapons to get that done. If the defense for the Raiders can slow the run game, especially on those early downs, you put them in, in, in obvious passing situations, they're dealing with some injuries along the offensive line, the Raiders defense will be able to pin their ears back and, and really get after Tannehill. Um, and, and the third one that I that I just mentioned, of course, is, is the injury um, to the offensive line. I fully expect this week that that pass rush is going to be make an impact in this game. I'm hoping for some. I'm looking to see some some maybe a forced fumble, some sort of game changing play by either Max Crosby or uh, Chandler Jones on the other side. So those are a couple of my keys to the game. As I said, it is gut check time for the Raiders in what I believe in week three is a must-win game. All right, time for me to step aside, and when I return, we will talk some more Tennessee Titans with beat reporter Terry McCormick, publisher of TitansInsider.com, rolling along here on Just Pod Baby, the Week 3 preview show, part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Just Pod, baby. Run down the field on them. Your home for all things Las Vegas Raiders football. Raiders! News, views, and guests. Just win, baby. There's only one nation, and they listen here. Once a Raider, always a Raider. All right, welcome back to the Week 3 Preview Show, Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote. Please make sure you're following me on Twitter, at egrote5, and make sure you are subscribing to the podcast, Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Uh, before we bring in our guests, I do want to um, just quickly go through the injury report for the Raiders. I, I talked a little bit about uh, some of those key players for the Titans who are most likely not going to play. Bud Dupree and, and Taylor Lewan are the two big ones, did not participate in practice yet this week as of Thursday. But for the Raiders, 
Um, you know, they had a few guys who who were a few starters who were were not at practice on uh, Wednesday, but a couple of them did return. Uh, I want to point out Andre James, who you know missed the game last week with a concussion. He did not practice on Wednesday, but he did get back to practice in a limited form on Thursday. So uh, assuming that he does play, that would be an interesting move to see who gets the start at right guard. Will, will Dylan Parham, um, after a good performance at center in week two, would he get kicked out to guard in week three? That'll be something we have to keep an eye on. Um, Trayvon Merrig, uh, dealing with a hip, he did not participate yet this week uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. So he is trending in the wrong direction. Denzel Perryman, another player who is... Uh, DNP this week still has not gotten a practice in as well as Hunter Renfro uh, dealing with the concussion that he suffered on the final play of the game as well. So those are three names, Renfro, Merrig, and uh, Perryman who still have not uh, got a practice in this week. It does not look good for their status on Sunday. But uh, that being said, what I do want to do now is let's go out to the phone lines and let's um, let's bring in our guest this week, longtime Titans beat reporter and publisher of TitansInsider.com, Terry McCormick, is joining us on the phone now and is kind enough to give us a, some of his time this evening to, to help us get a, a rundown uh, on the Titans. And, and Terry, you know, this is a franchise who has been really good uh, since they reached the AFC title game in 2019, uh, they battled through some some injuries and some key players last season, and, and still were able to 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 salvage the number one seed going into the playoffs. And, and now in 2022, off to a 0-2 start. So I kind of want to begin there. Are, are you at all surprised by the slow start that the Titans are off to this year? I'm a little surprised that they're 0-2. I thought they would take care of business at home against the Giants. I knew going to Buffalo would be tough. I didn't know that it would be 41 to seven tough, but uh, certainly an eye-opening experience for this Titans team that is once again already ravaged by injuries. Yeah, that is true. And I was I was looking at that injury report um, a little bit earlier today, uh, and, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. You know, I, I've been asked this question myself from Raider fans, and I know it's only week through three. Uh, but based on the data, and I'm not sure if you, you're aware of this, but um, since 1980, only six teams that have started 0-3 have made the playoffs. So the question I want to ask you is, based on that, do you believe this is a must-win game? It's close. I've gone on record as pretty much saying that if the Titans want to stay in the playoff picture, even in the AFC South, which looks terrible this year, at least through two weeks, that they've got to win either Sunday against the Raiders or they've got to go to Indianapolis and win in week four. So one of those two games has to go in the win column for them to stay alive and stay afloat. Otherwise, they could be looking at a really long and struggling type of season if they can't get one in the win column in one of these next two games. You know, it's a great point you make because, you know, I'm looking at this from a Raiders perspective. You know, the Raiders play in the AFC West. It's a very, you know, it's supposed to be a very competitive division this year um, with the Chiefs and the and the Chargers and, of course, the Broncos. But in the case of, of, of the Titans, their division, it, it's possible that you could see a team, you know, with an 8-9 and nine record 
make the playoffs. So, you know, it, the, the opportunity should be there, you know, for the Titans, should they be able to turn it around. So I think it's a good point you make there. Um, you know, I want to ask you about Mike Vrabel. He, you know, he's really developed into one of the better coaches in the league in a really short period of time. And, you know, you cover the team on a daily basis. So, so what is the message he has been preaching to his team this week as he tries to get his guys to, to regroup and pick up a win versus Vegas? I think it's getting back to what they do, what they do best, and that's getting after the quarterback with that front four, even though they're guys who are injured right now. Uh, Harold Landry was lost before the season started. Bud Dupree is hurt now, so they're playing the third and fourth outside linebackers now uh, rather than the first and second guys as an outside linebacker that they had last year. Yeah, Over on the offensive side of the ball, over on the offensive side of the ball, They've got to figure out things and try to get something going. Everybody's keying on Derrick Henry. The offensive line is broken down. Taylor Lewan has a knee injury, so they don't have their starting left tackle. And, you know, the whole situation, I think the key may be they've got to start getting the ball to this kid, Traylon Burks, whom they got for the draft pick that they got when they traded A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, to me, this kid is their best hope of opening up the offense enough so that maybe Derrick Henry can have some lanes to run through. You know, in the, in the past, this team has always uh, run the ball well in order to pass. I think now with teams concentrating on Henry and with A.J. Brown no longer here, they may have to do some passing to set up the run. Now, you, you mentioned a lot of things that I want to follow up with there, okay? For, first of all, you, you just mentioned Traylon Burks. Um you know, tell what could you tell us a little bit about his development? I know it's it's a very small you know sampling here, only two games. Are, are they treating him like uh, their number one receiver? And based on what you have seen, do, do you believe he has what it takes to to you know to be that number one guy? I think he has that type of potential. Now, keep in mind, AJ Brown was the exception here. That being a number one receiver for the Tennessee Titans over most of the last 20 years has not been like being a number one receiver for, you know, say the Minnesota Vikings or the Kansas city chiefs or teams, you know, that have had a history of throwing the football and had superstar receivers, that sort of thing. It's been a situation where this team has based everything around the run. And then when they've had a really good wide receiver like AJ Brown or way before him, Derek Mason, then that's really opened up the offense and made it balanced and multidimensional. Traylon Burks has a lot of potential. In fact, one of the people that he's been, the two people he's been most compared to coming out of Arkansas were A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel. So either one of those, if, if he hits that plateau, I think the Titans would be very, very pleased with what he's done. He had some uh, conditioning issues and some asthma issues and missed a good part of the offseason. He wasn't able to get on the field and get work with Ryan Tannehill and kind of develop that connection. That connection really didn't start until training camp. So for most of the preseason and even in the season opener against the Giants, he really wasn't a starting receiver. They had started Robert Woods, the veteran that they picked up in the offseason, and Nick Westbrook-Akina, the only holdover from last year's receiving core. Last week, I think you saw Traylon Burks start to take a big step forward. I think he's probably going to be in the starting lineup going forward, even when they go in their base offense rather than three wide. We are joined this week on Just Pod Baby with Titans beat reporter Terry McCormick, publisher of TitansInsider.com. One of the other things you mentioned there, 
was about the injuries uh, to, to, to Bud Dupree. You mentioned Harold Landry was lost for the season. Um, how, how do they make up for some of Dupree's, well, not only Dupree's absence, but, but Landry's absence in the pass rush department, you know, should Dupree not uh, be uh, active this week? Well, that's a good question, and it's going to be hard to do. Now, they like this kid, Rashad Weaver, who was a fourth-round pick in 2021. His rookie season got cut short. He had a big preseason, had two sacks in the opener against the Giants, and then nobody really performed well against the Bills, so there was not much uh, in the way of a pass rush there. But everything on their defensive line is predicated off of Jeffrey Simmons, who is probably the best defensive lineman on the planet, not named Aaron Donald. Uh, And, you know, because he plays in Nashville and not in New York or Los Angeles or for the Dallas Cowboys, not a lot of people really know how good Jeffrey Simmons is. And and he still has – I don't think he's reached his ceiling yet either. I think he's a guy that, uh, you know, a year or two from now, and especially, you know, the Titans have to try and re-sign him probably this offseason. He's a guy that uh, certainly is going to start to make a name for himself even more so. You saw it probably – the best example of it was how he wreaked havoc in that playoff game against Cincinnati last year. Yeah, absolutely. He's a heck of a player. He's, he, he's had a good start to his career. Um, staying with the defense uh, for a moment, based on what you have seen in, in the previous two games, and it looks like you know the first game, based on what I have seen, uh, they, they were destroyed by the Giants' run game. I know uh, Saquon Barkley had a huge game. And then in, in, in Week 2, it was uh, Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs who were getting it done through the air. So based on what you've seen in the previous two games, is there a um, a matchup uh, that concerns you most going into this Raiders game or just a, a concern overall matching up with this Raiders offense? Well, I think, you know, when you look at what Stephon Diggs did to them, I think – you know, even though Devontae Adams is still getting used to being a Raider and still, uh, you know, maybe doesn't have the same trust level yet with Derek Carr that he did with Aaron Rodgers, you've still got to be concerned about him. And, you know, Monday night they were missing their best cornerback, Christian Fulton. He was out uh, with a hamstring injury. So at one point they had Caleb Farley, who missed most of his rookie year last year with an, an ACL. And then you had two rookies, one Roger McCrary, who was drafted in the second round, and Trey Avery, an undrafted rookie from Rutgers, uh, who uh, were manning the uh, the three cornerback spots in the nickel defense, which they had to play most of the time against the Bills. So you're talking about some severe inexperience at the cornerback position. You know, unless Fulton is back, uh, I would look for, you know, Devontae Adams to really – give these guys trouble that are out there because they are just so young and inexperienced that a guy like Adams could have a field day much like Stefan Diggs did. Yeah, that is one of the, the the things that I mentioned in the first segment as one of the keys to the game for the Raiders is really to to take advantage of some of the youth and inexperience in that secondary for the Titans. Um, you know, we, we, I want to talk about the offense now for a second here. Derrick Henry, we, we know he is the heart and soul of that offense and that's, you know, he is what they, um, they want to, you know, get behind him, but, um, he hasn't been as explosive yet this season. Do, do you think Todd Downing, uh, may lean on Henry more this week with it being such an important game? Well, I think, you know, that's what they're going to give it a try to do. I think, uh, you know, when, you, when you're talking about the Titans, you know, it starts with Derrick Henry on the offensive side of the ball. 
Uh, I, you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I think that in certain instances they may have to do some passing to set up the running because teams have just been swarming Henry, especially that Bills defense Monday night. I think what you get there is, you know, in a situation Henry last year, he was, you know, performing pretty well until he broke that foot. And, you know, there's some who don't think he's quite as explosive or quite as, as fast and maybe isn't making guys miss the way he did before that injury. So, you know, I kind of think there's a big game coming for Derrick Henry. I think there's, you know, probably a 150-yard game somewhere coming down the pike pretty soon. I don't know if it'll be this week or not. The final one I have for you, uh, it's about the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. You know, he he's not, you know, one of the top 10 or 12 quarterbacks in this league, but do you think he has what is necessary to overcome some of the things that he's dealing with, a, a banged-up offensive line, his, his running back maybe not playing – uh, you know, at his highest level and, and, you know, young number one wide receiver. Do you think he can overcome some of those things and lead his team to victory? Uh, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a big, big, you know, question around here. You know, there, I think Ryan Tannehill is one of those quarterbacks, you know, when you, when, when you, to me, when you talk about quarterbacks, you know, there's the group that you go, that guy's your franchise, you know, whether it's, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, you know, there's only probably five or six of those guys around. You know, it, it's not not just every guy is a franchise quarterback. I mean, you know, it looks like that, you know, if they can keep him upright, it looks like Joe Burrow could be one of those guys. But there are not a lot of them. And Ryan Tannehill is one of those guys. He's a good NFL quarterback. He, he is. He is a, a really good, solid NFL quarterback. But he's not the type of guy who can take a decimated team and elevate the play of it. He is a guy that if he has enough pieces around him, you can win and you can win a lot with. I think you could even get to a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill if the necessary pieces were in place and you avoid injuries and, you know, planned. But as far as being a guy who can just take – you know, an average roster and elevate it to the next level to, to make sure that they're, you know, contending and, you know, in the hunt for the Super Bowl, you know, Ryan's probably not that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good rundown there for us there, Terry. And we thank you so much for the time, Terry McCormick, everyone publisher of the Titans insider.com and, and Terry, thanks so much for the time and, and uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, good spot there with Terry McCormick, TitansInsider.com. And, you know, what I found most interesting about our conversation was he believes that they might want to rely on using the pass to open up the run. I thought that was uh, an interesting take there from him because, as I was saying in the first segment of the show, I I think they're going to try to lean on Derrick Henry a little bit, but he thinks the recipe might be to try to get the passing game going a little bit because defenses have just you know, put all of their efforts into trying to, to slow down Derrick Henry and, and rightfully so he, you know, he, he's terrorized the league here for the last couple of years. So, and he does agree with me that, uh, you know, it should be a big day for Devonte Adams. I, I didn't even realize they also had an undrafted rookie who was starting last week during, uh, in that game with Buffalo. So yeah, it, you know, whether or not Christian Fulton is in the lineup or it doesn't really make a difference to me. None of those guys are, are capable of slowing down, uh, Devonte Adams. 
uh, before I, I say goodbye here, there is one other thing that I wanted to point out that I forgot to mention during the, the injury report for the Raiders. I, I did see Josh Jacobs. He popped up on the report today. Uh, he did not practice on Thursday. He's dealing with an illness. So, again, that's something you want to monitor now uh, as we head into the weekend, whether or not he will be available. They've got plenty of running backs you know, on that roster. So uh, it could be, uh, if Jacobs is not available, it could be a game where you see Zamir White finally get the, the chance you know, to be the lead back uh, for this Raiders offense. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this week, the, the week three uh, preview show. Uh, as I said, it's gut check time for the Raiders. Uh, they do not want to start the season 0-3 because that drastically drops their uh, chances to make the playoffs. So uh, I expect them to be uh, giving their full effort, total focus, and, and come out and, and perform well in this one uh, to get the win in Tennessee on the road. Early start for the Raiders, 1 p.m. on the East Coast uh, in Tennessee. So uh, I hope everyone uh, enjoys the weekend, uh, enjoys the game, and I, I hope that we have a Victory Monday recap episode to, to discuss uh, next week. But in the meantime, I am your host, Evan Grope, and as always, just win, baby.